The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher, and you are listening to the New Age Christian Podcast. This is episode number 18, and today we're doing another interview with a New Age Christian, specifically Kat. Kat is a friend of mine and has been involved with the New Age Christian discussion for the last four or five years, long before it was ever called New Age Christianity. She was one of the few that would come over to my house and in our basement we would have a Bible study, which turned into a spirit study, which turned into a philosophy study, which turned into a New Age Christian study. Anyway... Kat is one of the individuals in the New Age Christian discussion that has spent a lot of time in the New Age side of things and has learned a lot in her journey, has a lot of friends and a lot of stories and a lot of information that I'm hoping to bring to you guys more and more as time goes on. So let's get started. Hello, New Age Christian family. It's good to have you with us. This is uh, Austin Fletcher, as usual. And today we have Kat with us. And this is the second episode of Interview with a New Age Christian. It's kind of like Interview with a Vampire, but a bit different. Slightly. (laughs) Depending on who you talk to. Right. (laughs) So anyways, uh, as a, a reminder or a continuation of this kind of series... The, uh, the goal of bringing on other people who would identify themselves as New Age Christians is I want you guys to get to know some of my friends, some of the people that are close to me, some of the people who have journeyed with me in this process for a few years, as well as the real goal is that you don't feel so alone. <laughs> Okay, so you know this audience has a uh, a variety of people in it. Um, most of the existing crew are former Christians, mm-hmm. right? Um, and most of the people that I know in the audience, because you know this thing is is spreading through relationship and people are sharing it with their friends and all that. Um, most of the audience is also former Christians, but today. You know, Kat's giving me that look. So, Kat, you are a former Christian, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm going to let the cat out. Let the cat out of the bag. Oh my gosh, that was so punny. I didn't even mean to do it. Really? I promise I didn't, didn't mean to do that. that. No, I did not. Yeah. So, before we get there, I'm going to tell people that of all of the relationships I have. You, I would say, are the one that has gone the most into kind of the new age side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm anticipating that this will, not only for those who kind of grew up in church and, and have adopted a new age Christian concept, um, but I think people like that will identify because that's where you came from. Mm-hmm. But I'm also hoping that there will be some additional insights from the new age community because there there's a growing number of those people who are kind of coming over to the Christian side a little bit and understanding Jesus and the value of scriptures or whatever. So I'm excited about this episode being a bit different than most of the interviews with a New Age Christian, simply because of who you are and who you've become. So thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So the first question I have for you, and really it is meant to be very open-ended, so you know, just share from your heart. And that is, what does being a New Age Christian mean to you? A New Age Christian, there's, like, I was raised Christian and decided to have a relationship with God personally, like, 15. Um, But growing up in the church and having, like, natural abilities that aren't explained through Christianity Mm -hmm. and having a heart after doing God's work and, and being, you know useful to his ministry in whatever way. And then also having these abilities that, you know, are oftentimes presented as like being of the devil or being, mm. you know, ungodly and like, what, why would you make me this way <laughs> if I'm just trying to be good? And so, um, a lot of things weren't explained 
um, that I experienced naturally. My relationship with God has always been more organic than hmm. oftentimes what happens through the church as far as like, yeah, we've just always had a really natural relationship, like a friendship from the beginning. And it was probably, it was you. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> kind of giving me permission to look into what else is out there to help explain the things that are a part of me naturally. And not having that condemnation right. about um, other modalities or other beliefs and kind of reclaiming a lot of the things that God, I believe, intended for us, but have been, you know, either hushed by the church or taken over completely by other, you know, belief systems. And there was another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're just going to church and always feeling that there was more. Like, there's got to be more than this. Like, this is great. This is nice. Jesus is cool. But there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more to our identities, to our power. God must have created us to be something much more magnificent than a bunch of dirty sinners that show up on Sunday. So bringing in the New Age aspect to my Christianity has, like, opened so many... It's done a lot for my relationship with myself mm. and my relationship with my God, with my God. It's the same one <laughs> with God. But that, I mean, even that little Freudian slip with my God, I mean, it shows how personal he is to you. For sure. For sure. I mean, and in New Age, there are obviously multiple options, but right. that's something that I've, it's, as much as I've wandered and looked into things and stuff like that. God has always been a constant. Jesus has always been a constant and spirit right. has always been. Um, so I've kept the Trinity as far as like going off and exploring other things. Those have always, you know, that's the unshakable foundation. Like I just know what I know, what I know as far as it comes, you know, when it comes to them. Right. But it's nice when you have uh, a lot of Christians, I don't think have experience with the Trinity as individuals. Like each individual one of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when they, you know, when they get challenged um, in their relationship with God, it is this kind of big nebulous cloud of like the God thing over there, mm -hmm. as opposed to individual relationships that have been cultivated and they, they have their own personality. I, I don't have the same person, the, the same relationship with my friends as I do with my family, as I do with my coworkers. Right. And so relationship carries an organic uh, energy to it that Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they carry as well. But a lot of Christians don't get to experience that. Right. Yeah. And I think that, like, for me, it's always, it's always been, like, Spirit's my best friend and Jesus is my brother and God is my father. And just growing up in <laughs> the life that I've had, like, I didn't understand what that, you know, father-daughter relationship was or what it looks like. And so I struggled with that one the most, really connecting to father, because I didn't, I didn't know what that looked like mm -hmm. in general or, you know, in an earthly sense to be able to relate that to the spiritual sense. But actually um, bringing in the new age aspect and connecting to mother, which is also something that's left out in the church. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, but that's a big deal. Yeah. Like if you're, especially, especially if it's a reality in your, you know, your earthly experience being the product of a broken home. And then you're presented with this family dynamic in the church where there's father, son, Holy spirit, but he's like a single dad. <laughs> right. I'm like, so spiritually, being able to connect with mother, which in my beliefs is universe and matter and earth, being able to connect with that in an equally important way as I do with father and spirit and son. Like, spiritually, I'm not the product of a broken home. And that's a big, like, that's a big shift for mm -hmm. me to be like, oh my gosh, I have a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so tempted, I can't resist. So a quick kind of teaser into one of the classes that we'll be doing 
which is origin of the universe or the unified theory of spirit and matter, mm. is that matter is the female of God. Yeah. Right. Because we were made in his image and likeness, male and female. Mm-hmm. So what is, is God a man or a woman? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so the fact that he carries both realities or God, it, they carry both realities. Um, you know, our language falls short because we have to, uh, for whatever reason, at this point, we still have to personify God. And we usually use the pronoun, you know, he and male pronouns. Mm-hmm. Although there's a lot in the New Age community that intentionally use female pronouns, which I think is totally cool. Because I think it needs to swing back that way that God is both energies. Now, there is a question as to, well, if that's true, how is it true? And I would just quickly point to that the male energy of God being the consciousness of the universe, the consciousness of humanity, and the female energy being the the matter mm-hmm. and the actual physical manifestation, which is why when the male sows the seed into the female, it's the female that actually brings forth the new creation. Right. Right. So we have come from the earth, we have come from matter, and we are literally light beings in time and space. So there is so much more to that, I but I couldn't resist. <laughs> like right. I couldn't resist. I slid that in there for you. <laughs> So, okay, so there's a few things that you've mentioned that I want to, like, where to start. (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned the growing up in a household without a father idea, right? Yeah. And discovering that. Drilling down a little bit more in that, what was the, you know, can you pinpoint some of the challenges that you faced in identifying with God as a father? I think that when you have a a natural relationship with a father or a father figure that's damaged or non-existent, it's hard to even understand that dynamic. And so, like, yeah, God's my father, but, like, in reality, not to get, like, <laughs> super raw or anything, but, like, <laughs> my dad wasn't around. And so, like, God is already invisible. So, <laughs> like... <Right. clears throat> so... I was super tight with, with Holy Spirit and super tight with Jesus as far as like my big brother that I looked up to and, but yeah, dad was just kind of absent because that's what I knew. Um, and it really wasn't until I don't, it's only been a couple of years that I've really like, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like understanding that, that intense parental love, like having somebody that powerful have such a, a beautiful and vested interest in your, in your, in you. Right. In your being. Right. So did you have a conscious pushback to God, the father, or was it just kind of this subconscious, you know, it's just out there and he's over there and he's invisible. So, or was there a conscious, like, no, God, the father's an asshole. Oh, never. No, never. Okay. No, it was more of just not knowing not understanding what he was. And I think that um, because he's so gentle, like he's not going <laughs> to break down the door. Like, uh, So he waited and he waited for me to process through things. And he, you know, I've always felt him there. I just didn't understand like the dynamic there and how to have a, a good relationship with him. But I'm trying to think what it was that like clicked it into place for me because it was... Like, honestly, I think it was in your basement. <laughs> like, right, okay. When we were doing Bible study, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <clears throat> so of the... Th- <laughs> and this may be way too much, right? But to ask, like, can you define, briefly explain the differences between those relationships? Between Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit for you? As they are now? Yeah. Yeah, it is just that. It is... Like I view, I view Jesus as, as a brother because I'm, you know, as a son of God, he's mm-hmm. a son of God or mm-hmm. the son of God. Um, so we're siblings and I believe that we can do like we have the same birthright as he does. So we can do what he did or, or greater if we get a better understanding and can, I don't know. I look up to him and I'm like, 
as a big brother, like that's what I'm, that's what I'm working towards. He could do it. I can do it. Mm. Spirit is just, spirit is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Just a constant, constant presence in my life, a constant guide. And, um, yeah, his best friend, like he's a very entertaining He's super funny. Yeah, I love him so much. Um, anyway, so he's he is my friend and my guide and my, like, if I just need to talk and like, what's going on, like, whatever. And so what's what's developed with father, in the last few years is is that parental relationship and understanding who I am to him. I think was more important than who he was to me. Or that mm. unlocking that understanding for me anyway, um, and understanding how loved I am. And how he sees me. And because, again, coming from the church, there's a lot of like, oh, you're a sinner. (laughs) (laughs) You need to try harder. Um, The drunk daddy God. The drunk daddy God. (laughs) Exactly. He comes home and he he beat our older brother so bad, (laughs) they beat him to death. Just so that he could be happy. I've never, (laughs) it's never made sense to me. (laughs) Right. Like... Even when he was absent father, he was never angry. Like, I never, that never sat well with me. Um, but there was no way to explain it, because that was the only option in most of the churches that I was in. Because mm-hmm. that's the God of the Old Testament. Right. Supposedly. You know, mm-hmm. and people like us, many people like us, many people listening to this podcast probably struggle with what you do with the God of the Old Testament, that father figure who was angry <laughs> And and wanted to kill all the people who weren't Jews. And if you were a Jew and you messed up once, he wanted to kill you, too. Like, that's what they wrote down. But isn't that what they, <laughs> they asked for? Well, and that's the thing. In is, a sense, like, their covenant. Exactly. Yeah. So it's covenant progression. <clears throat> I mean, we, we have dipped into so many different things. I love it. Yeah. Covenant progression does absolutely explain that entire process of who that God father figure is. And uh, we'll have to do a separate podcast on that at some point. Mm. But one of my favorite things about the Holy Spirit that I know, as you said, he's your favorite is, and I think I, I believe I've mentioned it on a few different podcasts um, but that the Holy Spirit is your I amness in you, right? And that is why we could not receive the Holy Spirit until reconciliation with through Christ, right? So the the representation of the Holy Spirit in your life, and I'm going to say this to Kat, and I'm also speaking to everyone listening, that is really your I amness as a manifested physical God, right? Um, I'm pretty cool then. Which is why he's, you know, for you, Holy Spirit is super funny because you're super funny, <laughs> right? And Holy Spirit, I believe as an entity, as an energy, as a, as a reality in, in everyone does pull out the joy. He pulls out the, the fun. He pulls out the, the ability to just flow and just go with it and have a good time and everything like that. But yeah, I think some people, their relationship with the Holy Spirit is a bit more you know, mathematical or a bit more academic or a bit more, you know, mission driven or whatever. Mm. But it, that is, you know, when people, I'm only going into this because I know so many people when they hear somebody like you say, oh, I love these three. I love these relationships that I have. They do listen to it and they go, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> like, I don't know that voice. I don't know. Everybody do doesn't you... have tea parties with God. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So now that segues into the other thing that you said right at the beginning about that you had natural abilities Mm. inside the church Mm. that they didn't have answers for. Yeah. Do you feel like unpacking that at all? What were those abilities? (laughs) Secret. (laughs) Uh, No, just like a natural, like feeling energy was a big thing. And like certain people, I could just, I couldn't touch them. It was too much. And um, (laughs) some of those people being family made things... (laughs) Awkward. Um, But those types of things are premonition or insights into things that are a little bit deeper than a natural. So a lot of those things I like blocked and dampened and pushed down and ignored and swept under the rug. So I'm like, I don't know what this is. Like, there's nothing in there. Like all you can find in like in the church or in the Bible. The only thing I could find was like um, about not consulting 
fortune tellers and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> going to hell. Um, and so it's something that I, like, I tried really hard to ignore. And so as, you know, at this stage in my life, and understanding what that is and that those are natural gifts that we were like, that's part of our inheritance mm-hmm. and who we are. And I like, they're still buried somewhere. Like I still have to work on bringing those out. And I just like, I try not to get too far down the rabbit trail of like, how, like what would my abilities be if they were cultivated and supported and explained to me? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it would be pretty awesome right now to let, to have those abilities in in their full fullness instead right. of like these shriveled, decrepit, you know, atrophied things that I've hidden in a closet somewhere. But everything happens for a reason as far as you know journeys and stuff like that. So it's still something that I'm trying to like I'm trying to clean up my closet and like right. I don't know. But you said that when you met me that you were finally kind of released to naturally be you in some of those things. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, you meant you found the verses that say, don't do this, (laughs) right? Don't do this and don't do that. And don't do this. And reading those verses and hearing those instructions from your leaders or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's all law, right? It's all, it's all filtered through an identity that says my natural way of doing, (laughs) my natural way of doing things is screwing things up. Right. Because I'm human. Jeez. Right. Okay. Well, that is the major lens for for law. But uh, I know at North Point. Um, so Kaylee was on here and um, a few episodes before this. And we talked about North Point and her dad. I worked with her dad. And, uh, you know, what started me down this path of New Age Christianity was largely just finding the freedoms inside of the scripture. Not to mention, or I mean, and for example, I should say, where Jesus, you know, there's he's sitting with a bunch of Pharisees, and he says, and it says, knowing what they were thinking in their hearts, he asked them, right? Or when he meets Nathaniel for the first time, oh, here is a man in whom there is no guile, and he says, dude, how did you know that? You know, I saw you under the fig tree, like those. So you're talking about. Uh, cardiogenosis about knowing what people are thinking in their hearts. You know, you're talking about, you know, uh, seeing things. Um, I can't think of the spiritual term for it right now, but basically visually seeing things that you're, where you're not present. And I know because I know you, that those were things that you naturally did. And yeah, in the church, it's literally, how dare you, you know? And I would, for years, I would bring up, well, Jesus did it. (laughs) Like, it's right here in the Bible. And the number one, and it's still the number one response. Yeah, but he was Jesus. Right? We, like, weird. Yep. (laughs) That's where it gets really. Well, the other, like, I've always been, I've lived my life being spirit-led. Because we have such an open line of communication. And I talk to him constantly. And he talks to me constantly. And he'll give me instruction or he'll lead me a certain way and I just follow. And sometimes it's really scary and like, what are you doing? But it's been long enough. Like I know he'd never hurt me. But one of the things that I've never been led to do is read the Bible. Mm. Ever. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like I've, I've started it so many times like, well, I'm a Christian. I should read the Bible. And I'd get like, I've read Genesis so many times because I had to start at the beginning. And like, I, I will read through and I'll like use it where like I'll open, like, you know, show me something that I need to see today. I'll open it and read something. And um, I have tried to study it, but it's, there's never been peace in it for me. Mm. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm a worst Christian. I, I haven't read the Bible. <clears throat> You're relaying these things to me. I'm like, yeah, that one, that one, that Mm -hmm. verse, that's my favorite. I can't, so many times I'd be like, well, it's there in the Bible. And you'd be like, uh, can you tell me, (laughs) tell you and be like, that's in there. I'm like, I believe you, I guess. (laughs) Um, no, but I've, I've never, he's never led me to read the Bible. And there was a time of like really deep, it was my time in the wilderness. And I was spending a lot of time by myself, um, just in, you know, prayer and, he kind of just like everything that I'm like, Oh, I'm a bad Christian because of this or because of this. And how are you going to use me to do your work? If I have never read the Bible, like I can't spout off scriptures all the time. And like all of this other stuff, I felt very inept to 
be a tool for him, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, I like you are exactly who you need to be. Like, I've never asked you to read the Bible because I didn't want to have to deconstruct all of that for you. You would have like, cause because of the lens that I had on when I would have been reading the Bible would have misinterpreted everything. And it would have solidified so many condemning and misinformed beliefs in me that he would have had to just, it would have taken years and years longer mm-hmm. for me to get to where I'm at today. If he would have had to dismantle all of the beliefs that would have been built from reading the Bible through specific lenses um, that I got from the church. So I'm like, oh, I don't suck. Like, okay. Right. Like I'm not. And so, uh, and another another thing during that season was like, how come you don't like appear to me? Like all these people get to see these like awesome examples of like the Holy Spirit or Jesus comes to them. I'm like, how come you don't do that to me? He's like, we've been best friends since you were a teenager. Like, I don't have to slap you upside the head with a, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> at all to get your attention to get you to see me like you've seen right. me for decades i'm like oh okay <laughs> there was a season where I, I was really trying to see in the spirit go to the heavens and all that stuff and it was it was i i certainly grew some skill sets and and can do that but uh the there was a, a season in that where it was kind of that i want the big experience right. i want the big thing and it was finally, to be honest, maybe even just over a year ago that I finally realized in that same way, like my lack of those easy uh, moments <laughs> right. has actually been a driver for me to go after them. Mm. And that driver in me is kind of that, that, that unfulfilled hunger has been one of the major tools that has made me who I am. And so I actually developed an appreciation for the fact that I haven't had an easy road when it comes to spiritual things. So mm. if you if you're friends with me on Facebook, you'll see that the banner I have behind my profile picture is two silos, two farm silos in a field. Mm. And it comes from a prophetic word I had uh, a few years ago, but um, kind of those two silos being spirit and truth, right? And that we're all beings that and I define those as kind of, you know, your spiritual skills, you know, your sensing, your feeling, the things you're talking about, Kat. And then the truth side being your Bible knowledge and your theological accuracy and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And both are valuable, right? But I, can't, I come from the other side where it was all about the truth side, all about the truth side. And the spirit side for me was a very difficult journey. Mm-hmm. It was, I had to push and push and push, but it was my desire to have both that really that get, that made me who I am and that is to me the beautiful thing about what cat's sharing and one if you've never been led to read the bible please don't <laughs> seriously just don't like the world is full of people who sh- never should have because <laughs> oh my gosh like it's so bad you read that stuff and you're like, oh, that's who God is. That's who I'm going to be. Especially because you start in the New Testament. <laughs> right. like, he's so angry. <laughs> like. Right. So honestly, yes. If you don't feel led to read the Bible, mm-hmm. don't. You realize Christians didn't have the Bible for like 15, 1600 years. Right. Well, and that's the, the when I said earlier that my relationship with God has always been much more organic. Like it's always been spirit led. It's always been an organic relationship. It's not based on doctor, doctrine and theology and, and reading the Bible and study. It's mm. It's been built on a relationship with him. And my, my truth silo has been led to delve deeper into the new age aspects of things and the more natural, mm-hmm. not natural, but the, yeah, what is it? <laughs> what well, is natural? It's the natural thing. Na- right. Things of nature, things of, right, yeah. of matter. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that realizing that Christians for for freaking 1500 years, I don't remember when the Gutenberg press was invented, but so there's a multiple things here. One, your average Christian, your average person couldn't read. Right. Right. So they didn't have a Bible for that reason. They didn't have a Bible because of the printing press. They didn't. And then the people who did have the Bible, I would largely say, had a massive agenda for power and money and everything like that. 
And so even though it was around and clearly it's gotten to us in some form, most of its usage was still way out of context. And now we live in a world where anybody and everybody can go read it, look it up, study it, then go, they can go find somebody's blog on what happened. And, and we have we, the information available to humanity has like, I mean, the, the exponential ability for us to go dig into the cultural context of what Jesus meant when he said X, Y, and Z, or the historical accuracy of, was there really a battle here? Like, think about it. If you're a monk and you've dedicated your life to studying the Bible, do you have the ability to go take a trip to Israel and interview a bunch of rabbis about their culture? Do you have the ability to go to Babylon and figure out what Nebuchadnezzar really was doing to blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, you would have to dedicate, if you're a monk or if you're a priest who's going to do that, you have to dedicate your entire life to studying one thing. Mm-hmm. And we can study one thing in 10 minutes. Yeah. Because we get to build off of what other people have studied. And so that's a whole nother angle at this whole studying the Bible thing is that the information and the opinions and the options are so incredibly vast that if you are not led by the spirit into that journey, do not waste your time. Like be led by the spirit. That is why Mm -hmm. it's almost more not almost, I think it's more important now to have the relationship side than it was back when people didn't even have a Bible. Right. Because now you have a Bible and people use that as a freaking Westboro Baptist version (laughs) of this is God. Mm -hmm. Right. So I love the fact that you never have like of all of the people who have been around this stuff for a while. um, I would say and I don't think anyone in the group would argue that Kat was the one that was kind of the most eagerly and easily able to adopt the crazy ideas that added on because she had the least to unlearn Yeah. about. Not to say that I'm easily swayed. No. For no. sure. Like they definitely <laughs> weigh things against your spirit and see how it feels, but. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Right. No, there was no Kool-Aid drinking. Right. <laughs> so another uh, question I do have is I know a lot of people who, Oh, you know, I actually didn't officially ask you. Do you identify like publicly as a new age Christian? Like, with- I like the term is still fairly new to me. Like, I, I don't know. I was ordering food yesterday, and someone noticed I had moonstones on. I'm like, oh, do you practice? I'm like, should I be practicing? <laughs> like, what am I dropping the ball on that I'm not practicing? I'm like, I don't. It depends on what you mean by practicing. She like, <laughs> like. Pulls her shirt way down to like, uh, she had a pentagram, uh, tattoo. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> like, I'm kind of, and I could have just said like, oh, I'm actually a new age Christian. It's been bothering me since then. I'm like, I could have, I could have plugged that in there. Like, no, I'm actually this it's super cool. Um, so yeah, being, being verbal about it, I haven't had to, I haven't had very many conversations with people for it to come up naturally, but it makes so much sense. Like, because, because of what I believe now and what I use in my day to day life and my, the abilities that I am cultivating and the things that I do use as tools and stuff like that is very new age, but like my boys, like Jesus and God and spirit will always be, and, and mother, uh, will always be that foundation. So, like literally yes <laughs> like i am a new age christian so right and that was the goal of that's the goal of this entire project yeah is because you're not alone you know for f- four years i didn't know what to tell people yeah they go oh where do you go to church uh i am the church <laughs> and we are i don't think that way anymore and i don't know how to answer you because i know what you mean i am the church <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's hard to not be an ass, right? You're like, I'm not... <laughs> Sorry for you. <laughs> Ouch. But you're right. You're true. You're true. true. You're right. I'm you're true. You're accurate. Um, no, but like, you know what? You want to be like, I know what you mean. 
you know, but I'm also not going to get all snarky and be like, but you know, you're, we are the church. The people are the church. It's not I know, a building. It's hard to, it's hard to answer without being an ass or. Yeah. Or, There's no quick answer. Yeah. Or there they feel it. like you're just kind of dismissing their, their reality and yeah. their question. And you're like, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just, no, I don't go to church because that system's stupid. You know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But at the same time, what is the answer? Like, what do you tell them? And that is, that's kind of been the goal of mm-hmm. New Age Christianity. Like, well, I'm a New Age Christian. Well, what do they believe? Well, check it out. There's a website. That right. Yeah. Just, they're figuring that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember I had a period of time where I couldn't identify as Christian. They're like, oh, well, what do you believe? I'm like, ah, I like Jesus. Right. But, like, I mean, there's been so much... Uh, there's been a lot of damage done by the church and by Christians and there's a lot of hate being thrown around and I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm not in that club. Right. Um, I do not, I, I do not identify as I those d- people. Right. It's just, I, I don't want to be lumped in. Like if I'm like, Oh, I'm a Christian. They're like, Oh, like I've actually, especially in the communities and the circles that you run into. Right. Yeah. Which are largely, you know, pagan, Wiccan, um, New Age circles just from. Well, now I sound like a heathen, but like for my other like my other activities and stuff like that, and dance community, they're largely uh, New Age culture. But uh, yeah, like I've I've lost friends, you know, or the potential of friends that are like, oh, I'm good. Right. <laughs> like, uh, so there was a period of time like I don't identify as as what Christianity has become. Mm-hmm. Like that hate and condemnation. Like I know God personally, have this personal relationship with him and he is not hate and bigotry and all of this stuff. I'm like, you guys you go play by yourself. I'm not doing, I'm not doing mm. this. So there was a, there was a while. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I believe. <laughs> and that is I know been, what I believe. I don't know what to call it. So. Right. And that's been that. Yeah. Again, that is why we're trying to. Why are you doing this new age Christian? Why, what's, why are you pushing? Cause I do every podcast. I talk about, we, I talk about us and our community and we're, we're trying to define something and it's not because I'm trying to become Moses, right? A little, a little Moses. No, there's no, no, I wouldn't mind being kind of the Paul of the, of the coming age as far as like, Oh, that guy, he was the first one to, or one of the first ones to articulate all the details and articulate the beliefs and the nuance and the, and the, how do you deal with this and deal with that? That's what this is for, but it is 100% to give us and people like us who have no identity, no group to identify with no box that because boxes and labels are useful, right? You know, it, it helps you find your, you know, other weirdos like you, right? Mm-hmm. It can absolutely be a de- detriment to, to over-label and to over-box people in. But having a label, having the ability to say, yes, I am this. And if you want to know what that means, go here. Mm-hmm. So you said you sound like a heathen <laughs> because you hang out with Wiccans and you know who you sound like? Jesus. Exactly. I know. Because that's who he hung like out this. with. Yeah. 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 Boom. Mic drop. So in that journey... Is you, especially where you were like, I don't want to identify as a Christian. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I know your family, or at least certain members of your family. Lucky right? boy. Lucky boy. So is there any part of that, and friends, by the way, mm-hmm. that was kind of, do you have any advice for people who are starting to identify as a new age Christian or whatever other version, like you don't have to call yourself this. We're just trying to help people right. find some identity. Any advice for people who are identifying in that way um, with the Christian on, family on how to deal with their family? <clears throat> well, it helps if you start out as a black sheep <laughs> and keep their expectations of you low. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So many people in this audience, I'm sure, are like yes, that was the perfect answer. <laughs> well, like I've always been very spiritual and. For a lot of people in my life, family and friends included, like, I'm an authority of myself, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I'm not easily swayed. If I come to a conclusion or if I come to a belief and I adopt that into who I am and and 
how I operate in the world. It doesn't matter if they question me or if they don't agree with me because it's truth. Like, it is my truth. Like, it's not I'm like, well, I think I believe this. I'm not a wishy-washy mm-hmm. believer of anything. That's for so, sure. <laughs> so when I get there, it doesn't really matter. But I know there's a reality to Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. <laughs> um, but because of how I how I operate and there's a measure of confidence in what I believe because it's settled, because I'm not like regurgitating what you told me. Like these are things that I've mm. weighed against my spirit and know that I know that I know. So it's, it's, it's an unshakable existence when people come to you and are like, well, what about this? I'm like this, 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 and this, or. You can say, I don't know. And you don't yeah. feel like you have to defend it. Yeah. And I, and I think that too, understanding that we're not put on this earth to save everybody. Right. What? I know. Surprise. Somebody has to. They already did. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um, but a while ago I stopped like, I don't need to convince anybody of what I believe. I mm. believe it works for me. I'm like the proof is in, in the pudding or the fruit. Like, my life's good. I'm happy. Like things are progressing and it's not always exciting or fun or, mm. uh, but like I, I meet with my mom a lot and I'm actually a mentor for her spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends the same way. Like if they, even if they don't believe what I believe, they still come to me for answers. I'm like, you don't, right. You don't agree with me, but you keep showing up. So would you, do you think that's largely a new age community kind of way of searching? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, well, like in the Christian world, right. Or in most religious circles, it's like, well, I need the answer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to the place for the answer. And the answer is singular, right? There is a right one and all others are wrong. (laughs) Right. And then I I think there's other modalities where it's like, well, you know, each one must be convinced in their own mind, mm-hmm. which is a Bible verse. Thank by you. By the way. I'll write that down. <laughs> that each one must be convinced in their own mind. I believe I mentioned it in the last episode and that went live. That, uh, and to me, it seems that the New Age community is more and more about finding different perspectives and then moving forward with the one that really brings personal peace yeah. Personal direction, personal conviction. You think that's why your other friends will come to you, even though if they don't necessarily agree with what you believe, that they'll still seek out your opinion for um, variety? For variety. I don't know. A lot of them are are Christian, so it's a very, like, like this right answer-ness. And so I'm not sure what I still carry. <laughs> Where they're like, yeah, I think you might know, I, but it's... <laughs> And my mom is still very involved with the church and very like, well, I don't know what I believe about certain things. Um, So I'm trying to think like a good mix between, you know, my my new age friends and my my Christian friends and family. I don't get biblical, I guess. Like they are all spiritual answers and spiritual answers kind of translate across the board for the most part, if you think about it. I don't believe that there's one right answer, obviously. And I think that, like, the different modalities and different beliefs, like some some people super like crystals, and that works for them. And so our intention and our belief, because we know the importance of belief and how that creates our reality. And so if you believe that this crystal, like everything is vibrational. Crystals, I believe, work and have their their place and their power for sure. But if someone puts, like, a lot of... Mm-hmm. A lot of their their energy and intention into that specifically, that's going to be a powerhouse thing for them. That's going to be a really important way to operate. And so if you can understand kind of how your friends and family operate with friends and family, I guess the best way is to really be grounded in your beliefs, really understand it, take the time to solidify what you believe so that you're unshakable. So that when you go home or you're confronted by people that don't believe the same thing you do, it's not going to shake you as much. And, and they'll recognize the confidence and the peace in you. Like when they see peace in you, 
I think that's a huge, it's a huge advertisement for what your beliefs are. Oh yeah. Well said. I mean, there's a difference between going home with a battle ax, right? Like, I mean, for I'm, safety, <laughs> well, I have one with me, but, <laughs> but just emotion, you know, it's, there's a difference between going like, I believe these new things and you all need to listen up. Yeah. Right? Versus just going, no, I, I don't believe that. Well, what do you believe? I believe something different. Like most of the time they don't really want to hear it anyway. Right? That's what I found. Like they don't really. It's true. No, it's true. And I think that going back to, we don't have to save everybody. You don't have to convince people of what you know right. or what you believe. Like this works for me. I'm good. And if they're struggling with something and then I'll offer insight or if I like, Hey, this helped me, but being reserved and calm about it instead of like trying to shove it down people's throats, like right. church. Right. And that's the modality they're used to. Yeah. Well, if we're in disagreement, you must be at the table to convince me otherwise. Yeah. You're like, nope. I'm here for the mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they don't really know what to do with that. Yeah. And, right. and I think that if you just go in there in peace and keep peace, I don't know. Yeah. They're not going to fight with you if you fight back. Like it's, you can't fight alone really. Right. So. Yeah. And you have to, and that's where knowing who you are, right? Because you can have, I've had my own experiences where, you know, some hurtful things can be said, some accusations can be hurled and some assumptions can be verbalized that you're like, that's not even remotely true. <laughs> but if you're insecure in who you are, then you do fight. Yeah. If you're secure in you who you are, you can, I am, I usually, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, whatever <laughs> you think, you think I'd sacrifice cats. That's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a, yeah. I usually joke from then on. I'm like, Something I never mind. I'll, we'll leave it out of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like just, just have fun and keep it to yourself unless they ask questions. And if they get, what? <laughs> this turkey has so much less blood than the last one I sacrificed. That's <laughs> good, <laughs> right? Like seriously, it's just, it is. It, but that does come from an Baby, identity. The other white meat. The other. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. So. What's right? No, I was just remembering the baby, the sacrificing babies joke. Yeah, we should probably not have that in there. Probably not. We'll edit that out. Okay. So I have about a hundred other questions on the paper, but we are I almost know. out of time. So I have one final question for you. This is the final question that everyone's getting. 17. Seven. How many roads must a man walk down? Seven. <laughs> Four. Four. Okay. No, it's rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What impact do you think New Age Christianity could or should have on the world? Oh my gosh, freedom. Wow. For sure. Like, there's so much law in the church still. So much. And like, even, even ones that um, profess grace and stuff like that, which is wonderful and a good step in, in the right direction. But freedom. Because when we were talking about there not being one right answer and everybody kind of naturally being inclined towards different modalities or different beliefs or one person likes crystals, one person's like likes Reiki, the one person spirit animals, whatever. Like And one person the Bible. Sure. <laughs> those people. <laughs> one of those, I guess we'll throw that in. No, like and that's yeah. So having the freedom to find what works for you and what sits well in your soul. We're all so beautifully different and so intricately crafted little beings, but we're still crammed into that same doctrine. We're still crammed into like, go to church on Sunday, read this Bible, sing this song, shake that guy's hand. Like the freedom to find what truly works for you and what speaks to your spirit personally like, I think that's a lot of what the church is missing as far as having a, an individual relationship with God, because it's like you like love languages, even like mm -hmm. there's different ways to show someone that you love them. There's different ways to relate to God and to hear his voice. And not everybody's the same, but the church gives you this cookie cutter menu of like, this is a relationship you can have. And he can talk to you through a burning bush, a bolt of lightning or, you know, killing someone close to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Some tragic thing. Oh, an Abraham reference. It mm. took me a second. I'm like, what? When was that? Oh, never Who's mind. Who's Abraham? 
just kidding. Um, <laughs> but there are people that are more inclined to more natural things that just happen naturally that are still beautifully spiritual and beautifully God connected. Um, but we don't get access to those in the church. So freedom to figure out what works for you. Freedom from condemnation, like understanding how loved you are and how perfect you are right now. No work done, no personal growth, just how you are right now. If you stayed that way today, you are perfectly loved by Father. And understanding that and understanding that he's not drunk daddy God. And um, mm -hmm. just having freedom to find who you are and who you were meant to be without, you know, the layers and the lenses of the church and stuff. End. That's it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Sure. So I loved it. There are uh, Kat and I will be doing a another episode here very soon. We're going to talk about crystals. Oh. And stones. Okay. Right. Sure. <laughs> so um, and Kat is going to be uh, most likely uh, around more and more, um, as I mentioned at the beginning. And that's why I kind of let the cat out of the bag. But <laughs> that uh, you know, of all, all the relationships I have, she is primary. The the primary relationship I have that uh, kind of brings New Age Christianity into the New Age side, um, and has some insights and information on how things work on in that world and in that community that I still have yet to discover. And I have learned something this year mm -hmm. in the last in the last few months that I don't have to be everything that I can actually just be really good at who I am and then find other people who are really good at who they are. It's amazing. It's <laughs> really exciting. So um, Kat and I are talking a lot about bringing her, her voice into this discussion more and more um, for new age expertise, for that community and people in this community who who might have those natural bents and, and mm -hmm. not lean so much towards Bible and information, but lean more towards feeling and, and the energies of things and, and that kind of language, which I think is beautiful. So I think this was a great first introduction to you. High five. Nice. Yeah. More coming up. You even wrote a blog. I did. So, and there's, and uh, we're going to see where this goes and yeah. see where you come in the, in the new age Christian discussion and community. So, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Hope you had fun. Mm -hmm. You had fun? Awesome. Uh, please consider donating if you uh, feel so led. And we will see you on the next episode. 